So what's the big problem with wealth creation? How do people like us, who didn't inherit a boatload of money, who are investing and building wealth from our own blood, sweat and tears, how do we invest in a way that gives us remarkable results and become financially free before retirement age? I don't know about you, but I am sick of hearing from wealth gurus and experts who don't walk their own talk and prescribe strategies that are a one-size-fits-all approach. For self-made people like you and me, I'm here to tell you that you don't need to be superhuman or already wealthy to reach financial freedom earlier than 65. This is the Alternative Investing Podcast. All right. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Today is going to be a really fun episode. I want to particularly unpack an idea around being a maverick investor. It's something that I'm talking about inside of my community. It's something that we are getting crystal clear about, very granular about what it means. And certainly my intention for today's episode is to give you a flavor of what being a maverick investor is all about so that you can really mindfully decide whether or not it's something that you want to aspire to or that you already identify with. So where I'd love to start today is um, I think there's really three kinds of investors sort of making their way or making their mark on the world. There are the investors who kind of uh, adopt the typical 45-year plan to retirement, meaning they hope to retire by, say, age 67. They hope to have amassed some kind of nest egg for themselves, and they're either going to either minimally carve out an existence from that nest egg, live off as little as possible year by year, or, you know, they're hoping to, you know, sell the cow and eat those assets to carry them through retirement. So, it's one of one or the other. Now, more and more people are questioning the logic of that kind of approach. And certainly there are a lot of people who feel that that kind of retirement plan is starting to wear a bit thin for a number of reasons. Not only, um, you know, the idea of working very, very hard or nose to the grindstone for at least a 45 year working career, or it's just so far into the future and you want to be able to at some point before the age of 67 actually step off and enjoy some of the fruits of your labor. So that is the first kind of investor. The other kind of investor that many of you guys would have heard of is the now uh, not emerging but very, very loud community called FIRE. So financial independence, retire early. Now there's fat FIRE and skinny FIRE. But essentially what this community is talking about is how do you invest in a way that you can exit the rat race quickly. Now, I'm going to, um, for the benefit of today's discussion, really talk about just the FIRE community being those that are generally younger, who are looking to exit somewhere between 30 and 35 years old. Now, I can totally commend and say that I relate to the sentiment that these guys have created, which is let me get out of the workforce as quickly as possible so that I can have the impact in the world that I want. The only kind of limitation around their model is there's no fancy footwork or or anything like that. It's really just how can I amass the minimum viable amount of capital to create an income stream that I could actually live off. Now, often these guys are talking about accruing uh, an investment capital base sub a million dollars. And then they're hoping to live off three to 4% of that. So 30 to even just say $50,000. 
Now, certainly, as I said, you know, I commend that. They're really advocates for frugal living, simplicity, emphasis on experiences. But I kind of want to point out that there's still a lot of people in the world who, for whom that doesn't appeal, not for any other reason than they don't feel they can give their kids, family, community, um, even themselves, the standard of life or lifestyle that they're after. So that brings me to the third group of investors. And for the benefit of my community, I'm calling these people mavericks. Now, these are people who have uh, worked very hard. They've done all the right things. They've maybe been relatively traditional in their approach to investing and, and done things like property and shares and things like that. But there's a recognition that they don't like the idea of working all the way through till they're 67. So where does that leave them? How can they as, you know, let's call them below middle age to middle aged people? How can they as investors create a change of trajectory in the income stream that they could earn outside of their active income so that they have some freedom of choice around whether or not they work? And essentially, uh, what I really wanted to talk about today is why there is a huge amount of support for the traditional model, uh, meaning those of you who want to invest till you're 67 and at which point you hope you have enough assets power to you. But frankly, that doesn't appeal to me whatsoever. I also dislike the idea that in many cases, you're, you know, abdicating responsibility for the wealth creation to um, some, you know, faceless fund or fund manager and that you hope they do a good job and get you where you want to go. So there's a lot of support though out there for people who are really looking for that pathway to financial independence. At the other end of the spectrum, the FIRE community, if you put your head into it, there is again, there's, there's forums, there's communities, there's blogs talking about how could you create a skinny lifestyle, but which nonetheless gets you to a point of financial independence very early in your life. And you know what? I take my hat off to those guys. They are certainly defying what a lot of the um, avocado on toast community are doing, which is, you know, living for the now because they don't see the point for tomorrow. And so, you know, again, there's a lot of support for people who are looking for that kind of financial independence. Now, for the rest of us who perhaps aspire to early retirement or early financial independence, However, we also recognize the importance of actually maintaining a semblance of a slightly more luxurious lifestyle. And I'm not talking about wastage. Um, in fact, a lot of people in our community who are looking for financial independence are in fact relatively frugal. So they're not living on fumes or they're not really, you know, just trying to get by on the bare minimum but they are certainly very mindful of their spending. So I just want to be really clear about who the Maverick is. The Maverick is an investor who has done a reasonably good job of building some capital and now they want that capital to just work a little harder for them. So this is life altering type investing for someone who is looking to exit or create the option of exiting so that you can have an impact in the world that you want without a drop in lifestyle. 
Now, I think where I would love to take you with this is, first of all, just to give you a really good example of who I'm talking about here so that you can understand and maybe relate a little to this. So, I have a client who is a member of our community and he's a wonderful human being. He runs a huge business as an electrician. He is very uh, mindful of the care and standard of living for his family. But before I met him, I would actually say that his experience was one of just deep frustration. He was trying to do all the right things. He'd had a business partnership go bad and now he was sort of rebuilding. His business was doing relatively well. The margins were getting compressed and then, you know, COVID hit and made everything even more difficult. And what he was really looking for was an option around how he spent his time. And when I say that is he he actually quite enjoyed his work, but what he didn't really enjoy is the plate spinning that goes with being a business owner. He knew he had valuable skills in terms of running a business. He was great with numbers. He was great as a manager. He really loved his team. But I think he just was worn out after 20 plus years of being in the industry and was really just looking for some kind of adjustment to the way that he lived his life day to day. His wife was working part-time in a job that she didn't particularly like. And, you know, I think he also felt anguish around wanting to try and support her to do other things. And, you know, he wanted to do all of this without having to take the family massively backwards in terms of lifestyle. They had a lovely home in a great suburb and, you know, he was trying to do a few things on the side with property investing and it just wasn't cutting the mustard. So, when he came to us, he was really kind of, I think, a bit despondent about, you know, what his next was going to be. And his discovery in in joining the community was this concept of really shifting his thinking, of thinking outside the square, of accessing a pool of investments, which we call alternative, backed by real property, but which provided a very robust, sustainable, predictable income stream. And ultimately, by diverting a small percentage of his resources into those kinds of assets, what has happened is it in a very short space of time, 18 months to two years, he has put himself in a position now where he's pretty much set up and he is ready to start making some big decisions about what he does from a business and work perspective. Now, I can't even tell you the emotional weight that's been lifted off this guy's shoulder. You know, he would say things to me previously like, you know, I just, I'm worn out. You know, I'm burnt out. I don't know how much longer I can keep this up. You know, I also think within his business and many business owners suffer from this, you know, elegant appearing swan on the top of the water, but people don't see how much stress and pain goes on underneath the surface of the water, just trying to keep everything afloat. So this kind of maverick thinking is really what he recognized was going to be necessary if he wanted to make a pivot in the results that he had in his life. So, I guess the reason I'm telling you this story is I think, unfortunately, for most people, it's easier to accept the primary paradigm or the main model that gets talked about in the media and in the world today, which is create this plan, consistently save, and maybe you'll have enough by the age of 67 to retire. If you, on the other hand, are open to the idea of being a maverick, 
and you are looking for some insights into either how to go about that or maybe you already are a maverick and you just aren't sure what your next step should be, I want to talk you through a couple of ideas. So, the real questions that I, you know, encourage my community to think about are, number one, let's say you, you know, the idea of being a maverick appeals. The first question you want to ask yourself is, how do I be a maverick and stay safe? So, those two things have to go hand in hand. So, you can't go out to the wild west and start making crazy investment decisions which jeopardize your capital and which really you're just chasing returns. So, that first question is, how do I be a maverick and stay safe is number one. Then number two is, what mental pivots do I need to be at home with being a maverick? You know, being a maverick is not easy. You're certainly to some degree, even in your circle of friends, you're going to be alone. There's going to be a lot of people who tell you that you're crazy. What are you doing? You know, why aren't you following the mainstream path? And you've got to be able to withstand that. I want to reference a book written by a fabulous journalist called William Green, Richer, Wiser, Happier. Some of you may have read it. And in this, he does these in-depth interviews or has done in-depth interviews over a number of decades with more than 40 of the world's super investors. So, the billionaires and multi-multi-millionaires that then through his writings, he has extracted the keys to wealth and business and in some instances, their life lessons as well. So, it's a fabulous read. It's a little dry, but it's a fabulous read. But the three things that I want to pull out in the context of this idea of being a maverick, which I think his book really kind of articulates very well, is number one, you have to be prepared to adopt unorthodox thinking. This means you don't worry about what other people think, as I've already said. And the easiest way to kind of you know, I think adapt your thinking to be more unorthodox is to remind yourself that the crowd is always reactive. If you think about people in the greater community, they are so emotionally steered by what they read about and hear in the newspaper. And if you can remind yourself of that, then it's much, much easier to kind of forge a different pathway And unorthodox thinking does, in fact, mean separating yourself from the masses. And the starting point to do that, I think, is to remind yourself that most people are, in fact, sheep. Um, They're sheep in their behavior. They're sheep in their thinking. And I don't mean to say that in an offensive way, but frankly, people are very happy to you know, succumb to the wisdom of people who say they know what they're doing without really investigating much further. So, that's the first attribute I think you need to be cultivating. The second one is humility. This is really about staying grounded and not ever taking your success as an investor for granted. The thing to remind yourself of is that you are only ever as good as your last investment. There are a number of investors that I have heard speak of this concept. And, you know, one of the things that I've heard repeatedly as well is that where a lot of investors go wrong and suffer massive losses is the concept that they took their ability to select investments for granted and thought they could do no wrong and then made a fatal mistake or a series of fatal mistakes which took them back either back to square one or or worse behind the eight ball. So, I think this concept of humility 
and not thinking that you know it all and constantly be seeking ways to level up as an investor are really, really important as well. So if you are someone wanting to be a maverick, that is definitely a mindset that I would consider adopting. The third and final attribute that I think is really important for anyone who's looking to get started as an independent thinker is this concept of high emotional resilience. You know, certainly that's touched upon by William Green in his book, but I've also noted this across the board with people whom I recognize and respect as world-class investors. And that is around their ability to stay calm and to stick with the plan, even when the market is panicking, when we are sliding backwards, when property and, and other prices and markets are crashing. It's that ability to stay the course, to recognize that markets move in cycles. And, you know, really the extension of this is a willingness to digest and experience loss. I think if I look at the people that I've coached over the last decade or so, a lot of people have had massive issues or baggage that have been created as a result of loss, whether it's small loss or big losses. And your capacity to kind of look at a loss, you know, identify the lesson and move on, you know, pick yourself up, dust yourself off and, and keep going is really, really important. You know, I know even in my own journey, I've I've experienced some losses that most people would just keel over and give up with. And, you know, it wasn't easy, but making the decision to pick myself up and keep moving forward um, has taught me a significant amount around where resilience and perseverance and grit really, really matter and make a huge difference over time. So guys, I want to leave it there. I hope this has been food for thought. I certainly hope if you're listening to this that you you do identify with being a maverick and that you take the steps that I'm suggesting here to cultivate attributes which will support you into the future with your investing and your wealth building. Till next time, take care. You've been listening to the Alternative Investing Podcast. If you're feeling frustrated that despite doing everything right in the property investing playbook and you're no closer to financial freedom, then head on over to incosiwealth.com to learn more about how you can use alternative investments to catapult your investing income and blend strategies to shave decades off your timeline to financial freedom. See you on the next episode.